Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special episode of Tones Market Analysis for Thursday, October 26th. Um, I wasn't really planning on doing a video today, but I had a, <clears throat> you know, I had a just a break in my schedule. I was supposed to have a consulting client like this hour, and I got moved to a little later in the day. And it's not enough to do any work. Uh, just like my whole day keeps being breaking up, and I figure, you know what? Let's go live. Uh, I woke up this morning. Bitcoin is going back up. Um, wanted to give, I haven't been tweeting out any charts. I, I've just been, you know, just, I don't know, busy. I'm home. You can see the, the nightmare boxes behind me. This is like, I'm home for like a week. So I'm ordering everything from Amazon. Wow. Amazon prime and like same day and two day shipping is absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm going to talk about my little gadgets in a minute, but, um, I'm just going to jump right into screen share. Um, I, I have a maximum of 40 minutes. I'm not going to talk much about traditional markets. We're just going to talk about Bitcoin. Maybe I'll take one or two questions. Uh, maybe uh, my viewers can help me out with some gadgets that I need because once again, I didn't think I don't think they exist. Uh, you guys helped me a lot with my computer. Whoever suggested for me to buy the Lenovo ThinkPad X1 Yoga. Thank you. Uh, I had this computer for like three or four months now. I absolutely love it. Uh, maybe you guys can help me out with another gadget. All right, let's um, let's jump right into screen share. Uh, we're gonna go into applications, and we're gonna go here. Okay, uh, my website is the least need to update my schedule. My schedule is all over the place, but um, I just want to point out that if you are going to be contacting me for my consulting service and you're curious in time analysis which seems to be uh you know my specialty these days please read these links because these links look like this and they provide the math rules that i use for my indicator people are like well what are these nines what are these numbers there is a link here that literally says math rules Please check that out and you can program it yourself and then you don't have to pay me money to get my code. But if you can't program it yourself, then go ahead and reach out. Uh, there's also explanations on you know, how to use it and stuff. There's really good links. The link that I just clicked in is I believe is this one. Okay, just click these links. Click these links, what they're there for. All right, I'm gonna close it. All right, um, traditional markets, uh, there was a nine on the daily S&P 500, and I pointed out with this giant red arrow, and boom, there it is. Now, normally under the circumstance, you have a daily 9.13.9, but you're looking for another nine. The S&P is at all-time highs. Now, why am I worried about this nine? Well, that's because the weekly chart is gonna have a nine next week. This creates a scenario where the daily nine isn't a simple one to four day correction and higher. The daily nine could lead to something way more substantial. So at the moment, I'm not that bullish the S&P 500 because the weekly is coming into a nine. Here are the last few times that the daily, the weekly has been coming into a nine and it led to some multi-week pullbacks. If I zoom this out to a monthly chart, you will see that the monthly is hitting a nine well, it hit a nine last month, but you have to realize that my code is different than the code Wall Street is looking at, is that Wall Street would have skipped this candle in the count and in, in, in the setup. So Wall Street is seeing a nine this month. So you have a monthly nine that can potentially lead to a one to uh 
four-month correction, which means it's going to be a, a, a weekly correction is going to be significant and a daily correction can be significant. So I am not currently bullish the S&P 500. Uh, this could be a time to take a break from the S&P 500 and get back to it later. Uh, I can also glance what the yearly is looking like to make sure we're not nine years up. But I know we're not nine years up because we bottomed only um, like seven years ago. So it's not enough to get us nine years up. But the yearly chart, oh, well, that did not go in the right direction here. That's 12 hours. I need 12 months. Right. So the yearly chart is only on year six of a bullish upswing in the stock market okay so what i'm looking for is these nines so i am looking for uh three more years of upside in the s p 500 uh so i'm, I'm expecting us to be like you know in the five thousand dollar range five thousand point range in the s p 500 anyway this is not the video to get into this um but but anyway uh there could be some short-term pullbacks in the s p 500 so get ready for that uh, here's the weekly. Anyway, all right, done, enough. Let's close traditional markets. Um, so I'm not going to talk about gold today or oil or um, or the euro, but what I am going to talk about is silver. I had a client the other day that asked me to take a look at silver. I have not looked at silver in a really long time. Um, so I pulled up the monthly chart, weekly chart, and daily chart of silver. Here's the monthly chart of silver. Now, the monthly chart is actually drawn off of my weekly chart. And as you can see, uh, man, I really I haven't looked at the monthly chart in such a long time. Um, it's been the last time I looked at the monthly chart, I was not even talking about uh, the time indicators Uh in Bitcoin or anything like that publicly. So I, I looked at the monthly silver for the first time in like six months. And um, I had no idea that the silver, if I zoom all the way out on the monthly silver, uh, we were just looking at it. And it's like, man, I mean, this was a really nice... Um, uh, nines uh indications right um like uh like, like this nine came i mean maybe it came a month a little bit too late but this was a nice little rebound uh i mean again these are monthly charts and then it was really really nice to get the bottom it was like a nine thirteen nine which is just a beautiful textbook long-term reversal in silver and, and now we're just looking at this triangle so uh, clearly, I had this range as a no trade zone. I know it's a wide range to drive a truck through, and I am expecting this triangle to break down. Uh, and I am looking for silver to lose another four to five dollars worth of prices. So I'm still looking for silver to make a new all time low below 10 bucks. Uh, this triangle broke down, came back into the triangle, and it's still a triangle. Uh, here's the weekly chart of silver just to zoom in on this triangle. And, uh, you know, we hit a 13, little rebound. We almost hit a nine sell. We did have a nine buy over here in January. Um, and we did have a 13 buy over here in May of last year. So the indicator was somewhat useful. It didn't get every high and low, but it gave you enough highs and lows to trade it. These are the, this is the same triangle as on the monthly chart with more candles involved. Um, I, I'll probably adjust it now that it's been like six months since I looked at it. Um, and it's not looking pretty for silver. 
uh, I'm sure I'm sure gold looks similar. And um, again, until I see resolution, uh, I mean, I'm gonna assume this triangle will reach its goal of you know dropping close to five dollars from these prices. Uh, all right, let's close silver and let's get to the Bitcoin. See how fast I can do these things. Oh, here's the daily chart of silver. It's totally useless. Uh, it's kind of up and down. You have the RSI smack in the middle, the uh, MACD smack in the middle. You did have a nice daily warning uh, right here at the high back in September uh, that, hey, you might want to take some profit. Uh, you also had a nine buy right here and um, gave you a nice one-day candle and then reversed. So the way you trade this stuff is the moment it reverses, you're now trading the countdown. See, this is the setup, and that's the countdown. If the setup cannot lead to a full-blown reversal, you see how this setup led to a full-blown reversal? So you can trade short off of the setup, and then you reevaluate. Okay, is it a short-term pullback and higher, or is it a long-term pull? If it's a long-term pullback, you stay with the bearish trade. You take your profit from the bearish trade. You can play the short-term reversal. If that trade fails, you're now trading the numbers along the bottom into a 13. And that's what professional traders are looking for now. They're looking for that, um, oh, and this should have skipped the candle, right? So that doesn't really matter. Um, it gave me a heads up. See, this is why my code is different, right? Because I had a nine here at one point. And uh, this was a nine most of the day, and then it bounced strong. So to me, this was a nine, uh, another nine for a potential rebound, which is why I don't skip any candles. I like getting a heads up. Anyway, long story. I'm not going to get into it. But it's bearish right now. You're below the moving averages, and um, that's the silver daily. All right, Bitcoin. This is what I wanted to talk to you guys about. I have about 30 minutes. Uh, let's see what I can do uh, with Bitcoin and then maybe take a question or two. Uh, thank you, Rich. Just pull out some really, really good questions uh, and I'll try to get to a couple of them. All right. Uh, let me make the screen bigger. Let me, uh, for starters, let me, um, let me drop the bookmarks. And you know, you know what? Yeah, I'll just make the whole thing big. There. A little, little, little bigger for you guys. All right. The weekly chart of Bitcoin. There's nothing here that looks remotely like a top. There is no reversal candle. There is no nine with a red arrow. There is, there is a 13 coming in. Actually, um, I got notified from, um, from Bloomberg uh, well, more specifically, from uh, traders using the Bloomberg terminal, that the that the indicator, the the Bitcoin price on a Bloomberg terminal is currently on a thirteen. Um, so watch out. So Wall Street is aware that you have that this nine has just been exhausted um, with a countdown thirteen. Wall Street is fully aware of this because I was already notified. Um, so. Take that with a grain of salt. Now, I think that there is still plenty of upside to go this year. I do not think we are yet at a top. I do not see a reversal candle. This week has started off really, really strong. 
Um, Segwit2x is continuing to prove it's a bigger clown show than I ever expected. Uh, it's really, really bad. Uh, Jeff Garzik, I mean, I haven't even had time to look. As far as I know, Jeff Garzik is starting a scam coin, an ICO, or whatever the hell he's doing. Uh, I mean, I, I, I kind of really wanted my 15 to 20% off of the Segwit2x fork. I still think it's going to happen. I really don't think anybody cares. Uh, I'm not even sure how much B-Gold is. I mean, I consolidated my Bitcoin. I don't even know why I wasted my time. Um, I, I got to find out when I can pull my B-Gold out. If I can get 5%, I'll do it. If I can't, I'm not going to dox myself by putting my Bitcoin on an exchange. Um, anyway, I, I don't see a top here. And we're going to get to it on a daily in a minute, right? We're on a four. We're on a four of nine. There is still five more weeks of upside. And this week is only halfway over. We have till Sunday. I'm still looking at five more weeks of upside. I'm going to call a top when I see one of these nines. And I don't see one yet, right? Or the price flip. Like, people were panicking this week. I don't know why they were panicking. I mean, I was kind of MIA the last two weeks. I honestly had nothing to say. I don't always know what the where the price of Bitcoin is going. You can't ask me any second of any day and expect the correct answer, okay? Um Let's just go to the daily chart. There's nothing more I can do on the weekly. Um, oh, man. Do I want to talk about the monthly? Shoot. Uh, if I zoom out to the monthly, here's the thing. Like, like I said in my prior video, um, if I use the textbook version of the syndicator, this candle is skipped. So this nine comes a week later. But then the following candle is skipped. So the one shows up over here like 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 way like, like here on the three right so my indicator me getting an eight this month is actually two candles ahead of the way this indicator is actually used by wall street so take that with a grain of salt that means we can top any time this quarter we're still in october november is next month then december and then even january i have no clue where the top is going to be but what i can say is that I think we're going higher. I think we're going to break 6,500 possibly this week, maybe even get to 7,500 next month, maybe even higher. And here's why I think this. Uh, this isn't like, I, I don't guess. I don't guess. I look at the numbers. Uh, I see all these people talking about inverse head and shoulders. I really don't see an inverse head and shoulders here, uh, at least not on the daily chart. Uh, maybe on the, on the hourly, four hour, I don't know. I go by daily. I go by daily. And here's what I see. I see uh, an all-time high barely higher than the previous all-time high. Now, the previous all-time high did give me a selling indication of, uh, of the time indicator on a nine. Uh, and by the way, I drew this green arrow um, on September 27th, okay? So if there's anyone out there that's going to be talking about how wrong tone is, we're going to literally be at the tip of this arrow tomorrow, right on the dot, okay? So I called the price of Bitcoin just by drawing a random arrow, probably to the dollar 30 days out, okay? So all of you trolls out there on Twitter that don't like technical analysis, just don't look at it. Don't look at it. I'm not forcing you to look at it, okay? I drew these arrows in real time, go back to the video on September 27th or the closest day to it. The, these green lines that I draw, th this is when the 
candle with the number three on it, one above the candle with the number two on it, and it gave me a bullish sign to buy Bitcoin based on this indicator on a daily chart. The nine told me we're going to have a one to four candle correction. We went down for three days. Uh, and now we're going up. This nine told me we we're going to have a one to four day correction. We went down for three days after the nine and now we go up. Yes, there was a bad day. So what? Uh, this was probably just a sell off after people consolidated all of their shit coins back into Bitcoin. And then for some crazy reason, they have this dream that they're going to be billionaires holding Paycoin. You're not. Take a look at what happened to Paycoin. Okay. Um, and if you want a replay of, of Paycoin, please go buy Pinkcoin. Um, anyway, um, so the daily haven't flipped, but it's going to flip tomorrow. Okay. We're going to go to a green one and then we're going to go to a green two. The moment we go to a green two and the price crosses above a green one right here, look, this was probably a shitty trade and you probably lost money, but you don't, ex you shouldn't expect to make money every second of every day that right there was a buy signal when this green two went above the green one it was a buy so you lost money so what you cut your losses okay because traditional trading says when you have a doji at the top of your trend you go short or you get the hell out the moment the following candle trades below the doji so even though the time indicator told you to stay long with the two, three, and four, your traditional trading told you to be careful right here on October 22nd, the moment the price fell below the doji, okay? If you're not sure um, what that means and how to trade it, please go back to the learning Bitcoin learning trading section of my website in order to read about how to trade the dojis at the top and bottom of trends. Um, anyway, this red one told you to go back into cash. You should technically still be in cash. Look, um, a, a while back, I put my no trade zone up. Technically, technically speaking, Bitcoin is in a no trade zone. Bitcoin is in a no trade zone. I'll put a box. I'll probably going to delete the box. Um, to me, Bitcoin is in a no trade zone between 6,000 and 5,600. Okay. This is the no trade zone that I talked about the other day. This doesn't mean no hold zone. It just means no trade zone, okay? Means at this point, we can still go up or down. Now, why am I confident that Bitcoin's gonna go up? Because this is way too much of a double top, okay? Bitcoin coming back to 6,000. We came up like $40 short on Bitfinex, and I think like, $20 short on Bitstamp of 6,000. The moment we break 6,000, we are literally, we we can close today or tomorrow at a new all-time high, okay? The fact that we hit 600 intraday no longer becomes relevant the moment you have a new all-time high daily close. A new all-time high daily close resets everything. Yes, um, Technically, $200 on top of 6000 is enough for people to say it's not a double top, but not for me, not for me. The reason why I wanted to go live today is to explain the fact that we are now, once again, way too close to an all-time high. You do not get, what do we got here? We had the seven, right? So we had um, October 13th, 
14th, 15th to get out at the top. Three days is way too much, okay? Then we went even higher. You had, you know, October 20th, October 21st, October 22nd to get out above 6,000. You also had October 23rd to get out above 6,000. Yeah, I know that you only had a few hours to get out at 6,200, but the difference between 6,000 and 6,200 is incredibly small, okay? Now you had another chance to get out just below 6,000. Now I'm doing this a little bit early. I still want to see Bitcoin get above 6,000 and close the daily candle above 6,000. Once it does, I will draw another one of these green arrows all the way to 6,500, okay? This is just, you don't get this many chances to get out. This is how bottoms are made right here, right? They'll move from three, from from below 3,000, right? What was the low of this daily candle? The low of this daily candle was 29.80. Um, within an hour, this thing was already up over 250 bucks within an hour. And it never looked back. It never went back and gave you another chance to buy in the vicinity of 3,000. That's it. You had 15 minutes to get it below 3,000. You had maybe an hour to get it within $200 of the low, and you had maybe three hours to get it within $500 of the low. This is how bottoms are made. Tops are made the same way, right? We hit this at the very end of the day, and pretty much immediately we went down. And honestly, this isn't really the top I would be looking for. I would be looking for this giant long wick. Okay, that that's how real tops are made. Okay, um, you don't get this many chances to get out at at at, at six thousand. So once we get back above six thousand, it's open air, it's open sailing, and I think we go higher and way higher. Okay, I think people are gonna start selling their scam coins once again and rotate back into Bitcoin. All right, let's go. Let's zoom in a little bit. So I still have this. I'll probably delete this box because it's just annoying. Um, and once we go past this green arrow, uh, I'll start drawing more green arrows, right? But uh, but like I said, the time to buy Bitcoin on a daily chart was back here. Um, this uh, you you can kind of probably still jump in, but be careful because I think we're gonna top somewhere this quarter. Will the top be at seventy five hundred or at fifteen thousand? I have absolutely no idea, but I do think we are in the vicinity of a near term top. All right, let me show I'm doing on time. All right, twelve forty. All right, let's zoom in. Um, all right, here's a four-hour chart, right? So I'm still trying to figure out where people are seeing this head and shoulders. Maybe it was the hourly chart. Maybe it was the 15-minute chart. You know, I, I don't care. I honestly don't really care that much about head and shoulders. I have other metrics that give me usually the same targets without head and shoulders. Um, so the four-hour chart is going to come into a nine and a couple of candles. So keep an eye out for that, right? Uh, we can cross above 6,000 to like 650. And then we're going to hit a nine and a four hour, and then the shit's going to fall back down to like 5,900, and then people are going to panic again. So I wouldn't panic too much. I was drawing these green arrows. Yeah, we went below. We're above the moving average. Um, there's nothing really here um, at this point. Uh, this countdown is actually negated. This countdown actually shouldn't exist. Uh, this countdown should have disappeared upon the closing of this candle. I need to adjust my code a bit. Long story. The moment uh, a candle in the opposite direction 
closes above every candle that made the green nine, the countdown should have disappeared from my code. It's a parameter I didn't I I, I missed in the programming, and I need to get back to the program and take it out. Um, so this, but even though this countdown would have helped you for a while, just never made it to a thirteen. Um, I still think we're going higher. We're at fifty nine sixty. I mean, we still got a few of these candles to go today, right? We're only this is the 12 hour candle so you still have the four hour uh you still have the uh the candle that's going to come in in four hours so at um at at 400 hours then there'll be a candle at 800 hours uh that would be the last candle here so you got two more candles till the end of the day let's see what happens let me go to the hourly i'm assuming this is where the head and shoulders was maybe i guess um sure um so the hourly is going to come into a nine next hour right so so we have gone up a lot uh, and again you got to look at these buy levels right i mean uh, I, I at this point i'm doing these videos for my clients because there's so many of them and i've been putting them all into the like my skype group for former clients so that group is now growing like crazy um so so at this point uh, i'm just going uh tailoring this to my consistent followers and look if you were trading the hourly chart this was your entry i mean i was asleep probably or busy i don't even know what hour was this this was 6 a.m i was still asleep all right i'm in new york i i i went to bed late last night and uh, i was still asleep your entry was here when the red two started trading above uh that one sorry the green two started trading above the green one uh, on the previous one where was your entry where your entry was right here the moment the three started trading above the two that was your entry so you caught this entire move up into a nine you took some profit you probably went back into the trade right here when uh when the three started trading above the two that's great um oops let me delete that there it is right so these guys right so you buy bitcoin here on, on if you if you're only trading the hourly right you buy it here you take some profit you buy it back again now you have the 13 count along the bottom that lets you stay in if you got scared you got out break even um and now you're back into your trade and you're making a shit ton of money right here this is um from 57.60 to 59.65 and as i'm talking we're about to go to a new multi-week high all right so there it is do i have anything else here uh this is ethereum on poloniex i i don't really care it had a nine and it's not going anywhere um what is this ethereum daily i don't care uh my travel schedule i'll be in ukraine i'm flying out to ukraine saturday night i'll be at the conference in ukraine um, after Ukraine, I'm flying straight to Stanford to the scaling Bitcoin event. After Stanford, I am going to Washington, D.C., FinTech World. I'm speaking there. Uh, that's the same event. Um, after that, in December, I'm going to be in uh, Colombia for the Bitcoin Conf. And I'm going to try and do my trading seminars in Colombia. And I'm going to, this is in Toronto, Blockchain Impact on December 8th. I'll try and do my trading seminar December 9th. I haven't had time to deal with it. And then the blockchain cruise in January from uh, Singapore to uh, Phuket and back to Singapore. And then maybe I'll do a trading event in Singapore. I got to plan all this stuff out. Um, uh, this, this, oh yeah, this is the past event. So 
that that that's about it. I don't think I have anything else. I don't even know what this is. What is this? Oh, okay. This is what I was gonna mention. Um, so this is a coin market cap, guys. I, I know I'm now hearing. Wait, where did BitConnect go? Okay, here's Bitcoin. Oh, this isn't sorted right. Anyway, BitConnect is a scam. BitConnect is a Ponzi scheme. I understand that BitConnect is advertising on YouTube, and these ads are coming up on my uh, on my before my videos. I need to contact uh, YouTube. I need to tell them it's a scam. I don't really care. I don't really have time. Uh, you know, you know what? You guys want to be scammed if you're giving money to BitConnect. It's a total. It's just a straight up Ponzi scheme. Uh, so I really don't care anymore. I'm I'm, I'm tired of explaining all these scam coins. All right, this is what's important. What people have to realize is there is no bubble in Bitcoin. Bitcoin is only 58% of total market cap. Everything over here is a scam coin. All of this shit is in a bubble. And when all of this shit needs to exit the system, it's all going to go back into Bitcoin. Bitcoin isn't just going back to 90% of all crypto value. It's going to 98, 99% of all crypto value. Okay. This is why Bitcoin is not in a bubble because this is complete and utter garbage. And it will leave all of these to all of these scam coins. And it's all going to go back into Bitcoin. I'm tired of explaining all of this. Okay. So either I, I just. I, it's just the way it's going to happen. It, it's it's insanely obvious to me. Okay, um, Bitcoin is back on the way up, and we'll have Lightning, and we'll have confidential transactions, and we'll have Mimble Wimble, and it's all going to go back up. Okay. Um, okay. Hey, so so for a little bit of a gadgets, um, I'm about to turn my camera on. Um, I I need this, but it, it was never built, and it actually doesn't exist. Um, if anyone on the web is aware of a portable USB Type-C in and out. Now, in and out is important, right? I want to charge this device with a USB Type-C. And I want to get power out of this device with a USB Type-C. I need it to go to, a, I don't really need 100 watts, but I need 65 watts. Okay, I need 65 watts. 100 is great, but I need 65 watts, watts through a USB cable. This is a 2015 article, and guess what? They never built this thing. Okay, they never built it because it. I don't think it was possible for them to build it because build it. Okay, this does not exist. I really want this device. Okay, I've been trying to buy one, and all so far, all that's happened is me wasting money on gadgets okay because here are my attempts this is my uh <laughs> as you can see my amazon is all like electronics okay so this was my first attempt to buy a portable usb type c charger that fits into my pocket the problem is what i didn't realize is that 30 watt is not uh, of type c output is not enough to charge my laptop which needs a 65 watt input into the laptop so this this was actually way more than 79 when i bought it a little while back okay so this turned out to be no good uh it's nice it has a lot of uh battery life uh i also broke the usb-c port uh on my last trip uh you got to be careful with these things because it's kind of big and bulky um so this is now pretty much a paperweight um but anyway um how do i go back okay wait let me get let me exit full screen here 
Can I exit full screen? Uh, shoot. Oh no. Uh, I don't have a back button. Oh, is that a back button? Yes, I got my back button. Um, so my second attempt to buy one of these things was this. Uh, I didn't realize how big this thing was. It's absolutely gigantic. I'll show it to you on camera. Um, so this was a 100-watt output. Unfortunately, even though it has a USB Type-C, the 100-watt output isn't through the USB Type-C. It's only through the uh, inverter. So I'm like, shit. So that didn't really solve my problem um, that I had, uh, but it created an additional problem because for some dumb reason, this $150 charger, it does not charge itself through a USB Type-C. You need its own independent charging through like a DC um, little, so now I have to carry an extra charger with me to charge the charger. And this thing is gigantic and heavy. So that did not really work either. And, um, but anyway, I think you guys get the point. There we go. And so what I did was I still need one of these USB-Cs for my phone. So I just bought like a small cheap one uh, for my phone. But if anyone knows, um, if anyone ever finds one of these um, that they promised to have been made years ago, but never did, uh, that would be great. I would love to get, you know, 65 volts. So yes, sorry, sorry 65 watts um, out of a USB charger, out of a USB charger. All right, so there you go. So you guys can help me out. Um, all right, how do I, um, see now I have this problem again. How do I stop screen share? Uh, here we go. Stop screen share. Perfect. All right. Now I'm going to my camera. But uh, but 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 yeah. Here is this thing. Um, Jesus. Like like I'm not gonna travel with this. I mean, this is just like insane. Um, this thing is gigantic. Um, but but what I am gonna travel with. I bought a portable monitor. Uh, this is this is awesome, by the way. Oh, I should probably should have showed you guys which one I bought. But uh, uh, but yeah, this is just a just a monitor. It like connects with a USB C to your laptop. Uh, that's awesome. So now I can throw this in my bag next to my laptop. It weighs almost nothing. It's insanely thin and it's like a 16 inch second monitor. So now I'll be traveling with multiple monitors. Um, but yeah, but for this giant thing, you got to carry its own power supply to power it and not a USB-C cable. All right. Um, I got a few minutes. I got about 10 minutes for questions. Uh, Rich, you got questions for me? Uh, let's do it. Um, Man, I still don't know how to get out of. Um... Escape isn't doing it. Um, hold on. Ah, here, exit full screen. Got it. Beautiful. All right, Rich has some questions. Let's take a look. Yeah, see, it's like another monitor. I have like three monitors now. I have my computer monitor. Uh, this is my computer, and then I'm looking at the monitor. I have a giant, like, 28-inch monitor on my desk, my laptop monitor, and now I have a portable monitor. This is really, really cool, actually. I really like where technology is going. Question, how should we protect our Bitcoin when the B2X locked and without replay protection? It will be risky to use current software, BTC wallets. No, not at all. Look, just use Bitcoin. It's SegWit2X's problem. 
Okay. Don't use garbage companies like Coinbase and Zappo and probably BitPay. Just use Bitcoin. Use your own wallet. Use your own node. Download the core node. Download the um, download the you, you know uh, Bitcoin.org node or use the other wallets, right? Because remember, it's Bitcoin 2x that's gonna get replayed. Okay, it's that one that's gonna get replayed, not your actual Bitcoin. Use the Bitcoin, put it in SegWit addresses, run them through your own node that's gonna block all that garbage. They're gonna have replay protection. No one is dumb enough. No one, not even Brian Armstrong is dumb enough to use B2X coins without replay protection. No one, I mean, Jeff Garzik probably is, Gavin Andreessen probably is. Um, uh, fake Satoshi probably is. These guys are probably dumb enough to use uh, B2X coins without replay protection. So yeah, I don't give those guys any respect. There is a reason why they got kicked out of core. Um, but yeah, um, guys, think about it, right? How many of you worked at companies? I, I've worked, again, like I don't want to go back to talking about Wall Street. I worked at Wall Street. Do you know how hard it is to fire incompetent people? Even in the private sector, do you have any idea how difficult it is to fire incompetent people? Um, and the more incompetent they are, the harder it is to fire them sometimes because these are the idiots that sue and scream and, 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 and claim that it's unfair or whatever, right? Um, like, like there was a guy on my team uh, at JP Morgan and like other companies. I, three years it took me to fire this guy. Three freaking years. It, 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 it's insane. You know how long it probably took them to kick out people like Gavin Andreessen and Jeff Garzik out of there because they had no clue what the hell they were doing? Uh, and Mike Hearn? Come on. Come on, seriously. All right, let's move on. Um, is this Bitcoin pump related to Amazon event today? No. No, they're reporting earnings later today. Uh, I'm paying attention to it very, very carefully. Uh, but... Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Remember that garbage? Somebody said they have insider information that Amazon is going to announce on their earnings report. They're going to accept Bitcoin. Guys, this is a... Oh, God, I want to find that tweet. I really want to find that tweet. Uh, I, I made such a joke out of it. I don't even want to go back there. Please go to my Twitter. Uh, God, no. Um, and it's the event. Uh, is it, no, it's, not a, it's a non-event, guys. Amazon ain't going to say shit about Bitcoin. Uh, next, playing devil's advocate and presuming B2X becomes Bitcoin, sure. How would exchanges even implement that? Hundreds of altcoins to BTC trading pairs instantly gain 4X. Uh, I don't know what your question actually means. They won't. They can't. Guys, B2X can't become Bitcoin. It's, it's not even a devil's advocate it's, it's like it's, it's like an argument from a different dimension like, like just stay in that dimension um of course they won't like, like the exchanges aren't ready for this uh, god no coinbase can't even give you your bcash still come on come on uh thoughts on segwit 2x too early too early guys too early there are no thoughts on segwit 2x um, how about we find out what project Jeff Garzik is actually working on? Is it B2X or is it programming a scam coin or an ICO or whatever the hell he's doing? All right. Uh, no, that's, that's ridiculous. 
All right. I actually have to go. I got to jump on a call. Uh, thank you for putting the questions together, Rich. Uh, this was a nice short overview of Bitcoin. And um, let me check if there's anything going on in the price. We are at 59.51. Uh, we are way too close to 6,000. The moment we get above 6,000 and close above 6,000, I mean, I'm looking at my one hour chart and there are just Way, there has just been way too much time. Bitcoin has spent above 6,000 and now we're back to 6,000. There's no such thing as double tops. Uh, we are going higher and I think we are going way higher over the next uh, few uh, few weeks, maybe another month. And uh, I'm not looking for a top here. Could I be wrong? Absolutely, I can be wrong. But um, I'm going to stick to what I've been saying for years. Uh, maybe not years, but at least this entire year. No such thing as double tops. And once the daily candle closes above 6,000, um, you know, up and up and up we go. All right. So let's see how far we get. I'll try and do another video this weekend before I get on my flight Saturday night and we'll take it from there. All right, guys. Good luck trading. Enjoy the rest of your day.